Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mark and Tim are fighting. Even more now. So on a earnings call on Wednesday, Zuckerberg, Mark, warned investors that Apple's maneuvering posed a risk to Facebook's bottom line. Remember, last June, Apple announced a tweak to the iOS that would bar apps from collecting ad targeting info and unless users you know gave them the go-ahead and that change could present major headaches for ad-based apps like facebook and you know there were plenty of other uh apps that were a little wound up about that too i mean facebook launched a big campaign blasting Apple about this, saying that it would hamstring small businesses and uh, Apple uses the iOS to favor its own products, eh, you think? So that's why Zuckerberg was warning uh, investors that you know it would risk Facebook's bottom line. Well, Tim heard about it. And so yesterday, Cook responded, if a business is built on misleading users on data exploitation, then it does not deserve our praise. It deserves reform. Uh-oh. Marky and Timmy are fighting. Could be trouble on the magic app wars. Could be. Look out. Be careful. Marky and Timmy. Back up a little bit. Take a breath. So, could get fun actually watching these two big shots fight each other. We'll see. And we'll be the ones... Probably paying the price anyway. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So much great stuff today. It is definitely Fat Pile Friday. We have got to plow through the fat today. Yeah, uh, sure. Let's call it that. Let's plow through the fat. Well, <laughs> and for those of you listening live, I know, I know. For those of you listening live on the 29th of January, 2021, yes, it's my birthday. Now, I don't, you know, the family celebrates it and everybody wants to, you know, happy birthday. I'm not a big fan of uh, birthdays. And although I love to talk about other people's age, I'm not a big fan of worrying about my age. So let's just thank you for all the birthday wishes. Bless your hearts. I appreciate it. No, I'm not going to tell you my age. So Subway uh, is in trouble, although I don't know if they are or not. It seems like the headline wants Subway to be in trouble, but it doesn't, you know, Then it, when you read the story, it doesn't look like they're in trouble. So two California women claim that Subway's tuna sandwich contains zero tuna. <laughs> They're suing Subway for five million bucks. All right, so they say they ordered tuna from uh, Subway, and you know had it uh, was near their home. And according to the lawsuit, they had an independent test done, and it affirmed that the products are made from anything but tuna. No scintilla of tuna at all. In fact, Subway's tuna is made from a mixture of various concoctions that do not constitute tuna, yet have been blended together to imitate the appearance of tuna. That's what the court documents claim. Now, so you, and you think to yourself, well, that's 
possible, I guess. Sure, why? 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 I mean, the companies might do that, but then they couldn't really advertise that it's tuna, right? Well, uh, they claim that they've done this blended non-tuna product to save money. Well, yeah, that's what you would do it for, right? But and she said that customers uh, need to be made aware of it because uh, they are misleading claims. Right there, people are buying tuna, and it's not really tuna. Well, that's true, if that's the case. But uh, because you know, and, and that's true, people wouldn't have bought the tuna sandwich if it wasn't tuna, right? It was like, hey, what, do you want this fake tuna tuna sandwich? Sure, yeah, let's bring it on. You might order it, but probably not. So Subway has said uh, these claims are baseless and frivolous and are being pursued without adequate investigation. There's simply no truth to the allegations in the complaint. All right. And they go on to say, Subway delivers 100% cooked tuna to its restaurants, which is mixed with mayonnaise and used in freshly made sandwiches, wraps, and salads that are served and enjoyed by our guests. Okay. I mean, I you got to kind of believe Subway right now, right? I mean, in today's world, you don't want to. You want to say, those bastards, they're serving us fake tuna. But Subway says, no, it's not fake tuna. It's real tuna. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if it's a frivolous lawsuit or not. You know, for Subway's sake, I hope it's not frivolous. I hope we don't find out that, well, it's 100% tuna minus 80% tuna. So 100% of the 20% is tuna. I hope that's not the case. Because if it is, that hurts. That hurts. Speaking of lawsuits, I'm reading an article about uh, Costco and the receipts. And the headline is, uh, you know... Costco uh, checks your receipt. It's not because they think you're stealing. Okay. And I thought, well, what is it? Just employee theft? Yeah. And that's what they're talking about, that it's uh, it's errors in receipts. Whether you have, uh, you know, 10 pieces of butter and you paid for eight, or whether you have eight pieces of butter and you paid for 10, one or the other. I mean, that's what they're hoping to fix, you know, right? So it's a... You know, an inventory control kind of thing. I get it. And part of your membership is, you know, Sam's Club and Costco. That's what you do. And I was, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I was right on that. And so, which is why I was reading the story. But at the end, it talks about a lawsuit where a Oregon man got into a fight with a Costco employee after trying to leave the store without showing his receipt. Now, this story says sneak out of the store. I don't know how you sneak out of a Costco or a Sam's Club without showing them your receipt, without just, you know, hoping you kind of scroll by without them checking it. But uh, he ended up breaking his leg, breaking his leg, trying to sneak out of the Costco without showing him his receipt. All right. So he sued Costco for $610,000. And I thought, okay, did he really get some money? Because in today's world, I'm thinking, no problem. He, you know, the jury awarded him, you know, a hundred grand or something for, you know, 
pain and suffering or something. The jury awarded him nothing. Take that. Take that. <laughs> so the next time you think about, you know, running out of the Costco or a Sam's Club without showing him your receipt, you may want to think twice. I mean, for the most part at, well, I have a Sam's Club, I don't have a Costco card anymore. But for the most part, uh, when you have a smart app from Sam's and or Costco, you go in, you get your merchandise and you scan it on your smart app and you don't have to go through the checkout line. You just have to go up to the checkout person at the door to check your phone and they scan it, make sure you have how many ever items and they do whatever they got to do and you go. So, I mean, it's a pretty simple, painless process. And if you belong to one of those, you know, stores, Sam's or Costco, you know the deal. You got it. So just, you know, get over it. But I see where there's a new startup company called Caper who is creating, they are creating a new grocery cart, this smart cart, so that you can skip traditional checkout lanes. So, I mean, if the stores have their own apps, what do you need the cart for? Uh, I mean, maybe to help you out or whatever. I mean, Amazon Go at the stores where they used cameras and QR codes to let people, you know, grab and go. Although I'm not real sure how that is working out for them. Um, They have uh, Dash Carts, which is a shopping cart designed to replicate the Amazon Go experience. So I guess Kroger is taking on the smart grocery carts with caper and they're doing a pilot program where they're using these smart carts right i don't know why they just wouldn't use the app it doesn't i mean are people not using the app to scan it themselves they're just going to scan it in the cart i mean if you could put it in the cart so you didn't have to personally scan it and then use an app to pay so you didn't have to go through a checkout line now you're talking and i mean that's good for those grocery stores because then they don't have to pay people to check you out right (laughs) that's what they're getting down to right there man so the cart has a large touch screen at the front which connects customers to the platform's shopping list oh they'll give you recommendations and promos oh god they're gonna make me sit through stuff just to buy products with their cart no thank you The cart's built-in scale and camera with computer vision. Scan and weigh and tally up your items. I mean, how much do these carts cost? Shopping carts are expensive. And you see them, you know, the homeless guys pushing the carts. That's why they don't want them ever to leave the parking lot. Shopping carts are expensive. I mean, I wasn't, I don't know if I ever told you this or not, but I was in the grocery business for quite some time. And uh, shopping carts are expensive. And you get those new, nice, shiny shopping carts, man. Uh, You didn't get those for free. All right. And now they're talking about smart carts with touchscreens and scales (laughs) and cameras. Okay. All right. Good luck. God bless. So tobacco, liquor, gift cards, uh, pharmacy items are not part of the program. Wow. You need to use debit or credit card to pay. Cash is not accepted, of course. We don't, we don't, don't talk to me about dirty cash. 
Now you're just, now you're silly. You know, what are you living in the caveman days? And we're not talking about cash. So they're making these smart cards with all this technology. So, I mean, you know, there's no way you get out of the store with one of these carts, right? I mean, you're going to have to, you're going to have to come in with your own shopping bags, put those in the cart so that the scales zero out and the cameras know that you have product in there that's your product. Reset, go shopping, put your stuff in the bag, punch on the probably the touchscreen probably tells you, oh, I just bought this, click, I just bought this, click. So it's double-checking what you're clicking on and what the camera shows. That's ah, going to be a nightmare. I don't know that the smart card is going to work, but good luck to Caper. <laughs> they didn't ask me to be on the board so if i'm on the board i am in love with the crow go caper cart <laughs> uh, but since i'm not on the board ooh, that doesn't seem like that's gonna work and as long as we're talking about grocery stores i see where instacart is a uh, fight in the unions man they're cutting more than 1800 jobs and not really because they're doing so bad but uh, employees who worked as store shoppers in Illinois voted to unionize. Yay! A year later, yeah, we're going to go ahead and cut your jobs. Uh, sure, you're still in the union, but uh, there's not going to be any jobs for you. So good luck. God bless. So they informed the union uh, that represents the Instacart. We, yeah, no, whew, man, we are. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're cutting the jobs. Uh, positions are cut. That's the way it goes. I mean, that's incredible. So I guess the partner pick model is winding down and the stores are still, I guess, going to have a deal with Instacart, but they're going to use their own employees instead of the gig Instacart economy employee. Wow. The union is not happy. And they are going, they're telling them to stop this right now. We need to renegotiate. This is ridiculous. We can't have this. Okay. I mean, maybe that's what you get, right? Maybe you should have just stuck with the gig economy. Oh, no. Now, now the union people are after me. I know. I know. I get it. I get it. The union is there to protect the, the horrible... Uh, employer who is bad crushing the employee. I get it. Yeah, they're bad crushing them. I know. I get it. But really, if I'm Millie who needs a part-time job and my part-time job is working for Instacart at a particular Kroger and now you're telling me I can't work there because... You, I wanted to be part of a union instead of just getting paid. I don't know. Seems uh, seems a little much. And now you're looking at minimum wage being raised. I mean, it's not a surprise. These gig jobs are going to go away. I mean, it's not a good thing. Not a good thing. <laughs> so the mother of Courtney Kardashian... Uh, Kylie Jenner, Chloe Kardashian, Kim Kardashian, Kendall Jenner, and Rob Kardashian, the mother, Chris uh, Jenner, is uh, facing her own Me Too claim. I know. So she's 65 years old. 
she's uh, already been accused of coming on to her bodyguard, her one in this story called Handsome Bodyguard, 20 years her junior, grabbing his butt, touching his man part, and exposing herself to him. Now she's going to be soon facing allegations, uh, more allegations against her. Mark McWilliams, a one-time rapper turned Kardashian family security guard who worked for the the Kardashians, worked for Chris and worked for Chris uh, um, Jenner and I think worked for Kylie as well. Or Courtney. Worked for Courtney for a little while. Um, he brought a lawsuit claiming sexual harassment, racial discrimination, and other outrageous and despicable acts. Yeah, because Courtney is named in this lawsuit, but she, you know, it's no, she's just part of the deal, right? She was there and he worked, he worked for her, but, uh, it was a pattern of unwanted, unwelcome sexual advances and otherwise harassing misconduct. (laughs) Now, of course, this is completely denied by Chris. There's no doubt about that. But and nobody knows anything, and they're amending the case. They went before the judge, and now the judge gives them until I think they're supposed to amend the case this week, and then they have a new hearing on March 23rd. So we'll see, you know, what actually happened. Now, he claims that her inappropriate and sexually suggestive behavior, massaging his neck, shoulders, arms, and back without his consent causing her hand to rest on his thigh and man area, causing her pelvis to rub up against his back or rear end without his consent or approval, causing her hands to come into contact with his rear end without his consent or approval, exposing portions of her body to him in a lewd or suggestive manner. It's not, it's not funny. It's not funny if this is true. Uh, it's just not funny at all. It's horrific. Now, McWilliams, of course, that's not enough. Of course, that is not enough when you're an African-American male in America. Just saying that you were sexually harassed is not enough. You, of course, have to allege racial discrimination, uh, including pervasive and cruel mockery, harassment, belittling, and otherwise humiliating mistreatment by defendants due to his race. It couldn't be just because he's the guy. It had to be because of his race, right? Now he's also suing his former company, the David Shield Security and Armor Protection Services. Uh, they fired him, okay, after he stopped working for, he worked for Chris, stopped working for her, continued to work for Courtney. Then he was fired in September of 2018, Claimed that after his firing, he endured harassment, intimidation, and otherwise threatening misconduct in an effort to dissuade or prevent him from bringing any form of action against defendants for their unlawful misconduct. I'm sure, why isn't that a race thing in there as well for that? So we'll see what happens. Uh, Fascinating, fascinating story. Now, are you, it's just another Me Too crime uh, story, no question, I mean, Look, Chris is the big wig. She's the the momager, man. She's right. She built this industry of the Kardashians, man. She's the one that started it all. 
And if you're a security guard for Chris, are you pissed that she's grabbing you because you didn't get any money from her? Because apparently, apparently she, he did say stop and she didn't do it. So is that what is outrageous and despicable? Or is it that, ooh, Chris, you're 60 years old. Uh, maybe you ought to back off me a little bit, okay? I don't want nothing to do with you. I mean, that hurts. Because she definitely believes that she is wanting some security card business. You know that. You know it's true. And she can deny it all she wants. And, and, and maybe it's not true that, you know, she was grabbing him and touching him and doing all that stuff. Maybe that's not true. But you know, you know that she is ready and always willing for some security card business. <laughs> and my man, my main man, Mr. McWilliams, did not want anything to do with Chris Jenner business. So. He shut her down. That that must have made her very, very angry. And if you can't do security for Chris, you can't work for us. So now he's pissed at the company too. It'd be fascinating to see how this plays out. All right, let's go to the break room. I need a drink, man. Desperately. Oh my Oh, and guess what? It is so good. You know what else is going to be so good? At least, I hope so, is the new Denzel Washington movie. The Little Things. I know. I know. Today, those of you listening live, the 29th of January, 2021, available in theaters and on HBO Max. I am looking forward to the movie. Denzel... Rami Malek, Jared Leto. It's going to be uh, the little things. It's going to be good. And he was was being interviewed uh, for Yahoo Entertainment. You know, he's got to promote the movie. It's what he does. And uh, I should have reached out. I would have loved to talk to Denzel. I am such a fan. But uh, he could be in trouble. Oh, no. Now, this is where if you're Denzel, you're not in trouble at all. You're Denzel Washington. Nobody's going to say anything to you, right? But uh, he was talking about law enforcement. He plays another, uh, he plays a law enforcement officer in this movie, or at least uh, uh, he plays a disgraced Los Angeles County Sheriff's detective. Huh? I know. I'm in. I'm in. Disgruntled cop, serial killer, I'm in. So he goes after, uh, you know, he believes the serial killer that he was hunting uh, before is now on another murder spree. And, you know, this is his chance at redemption. So good. I'm I'm in. I'm in. But he talked about uh, how he has the utmost respect for a policeman (gasps) and military men. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. What? 
He said, I have the utmost respect for what they do, for what our soldiers do, that sacrifice their lives. I just don't care for people who put those kind of people down. If it weren't for them, we would not have the freedom to complain about what they do. Amen, Denzel Washington. Amen. And he talked about uh, going out on a call. He said, I went on a call with a sergeant. Uh, We got a call of a man outside his house with a rifle that was distraught. He pulled up, did a U-turn past the house, came up short of the house. He told me to sit in the car. (laughs) Denzel said, which I was going to do. I wasn't getting out. He got out. And as he got out, another car came screaming up and two young people jumped out screaming. And he said, as it turned out, it was their grandfather. And the policeman defused the entire situation by just remaining calm. And he, he, Denzel goes on to say, it showed me in an instant how they can lose their life. He didn't overreact. He could have pulled his gun out and shot the people that came up driving real fast. He could have shot the old man that was distraught and a bit confused, who Denzel thinks was suffering from uh, dementia. But in an instant, it taught me, and I never forget it, what our law enforcement people have to deal with moment to moment, second to second. Amen. Amen, Denzel. If I didn't love you before, really I did, uh, I love you now. And that you are an awesome. No, it's Denzel Washington. Are you saying something to Denzel? Are, are you? Are you? Are you saying something to Denzel? Like, hey, who do you think you are? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you who I think I am. Uh, I am Denzel Washington. So you want to back on down from me. Okay. I mean, I was looking through his movies yesterday. I mean, I just love them. There's so many of them. There's so many. I know he's been, I mean, you go down this list of movies, let alone, I mean, Steve, back in 1982 to 88, six years of St. Elsewhere, the TV show, that was just a monster TV show. And then you go on to, uh, let's just go up to uh, 1992, Malcolm X. Great. I mean, 1991, Ricochet. 93, Pelican Brief. 93, Philadelphia. 95 Crimson Tide. I just watched that again. What a great movie. Um, wow. And then you just start Bone Collector in 99. Remember the Titans. Training Day. Uh, holy cow. Man on Fire. One of my favorite all-time movies. I love Man on Fire. Manchurian Candy. Inside Man. Great movie. American Gangster. Hello. Book of Eli. Hello. The Equalizer series. Hello. I mean, the guy is awesome. And so when he starts talking good about police and soldiers and the military, are you saying something to Danzel other than, thank you, uh, Mr. Washington. We really appreciate your time. And we're going to look forward to seeing your new movie. And we hope it does well for you. Take care. (laughs) We'll see you later, Danzel. I mean, it's awesome. It's just a... I just... It makes me have a little hope in America. It makes me have a little hope in America that someone in Hollywood realizes that how lucky they are to be this person performing and making these great works of art and respecting 
capitalism, respecting freedom, respecting America for what it's done for them. And without them, uh, to quote Denzel Washington, if it weren't for them, we would not have the freedom to complain about what we do. Speaking of freedom, uh, you have the freedom to subscribe to this podcast and you should do that right now. Um, I want to say it's freedom, but really if you're listening right now and you're not a subscriber, you need to subscribe. All right. That's just, that's in fact, that's a podcast law. I know. I know it's a weird law. It's a, it's a new one, but, uh, it was just signed in, uh, was just signed into law that if you listen to this podcast, chewing the fat and you're not a subscriber, you have to, you have to subscribe. It's a law. What are you going to do? So choose whatever platform warms the cockles of your heart. You can choose the one you're listening on now, or you could choose, let's say, uh, you know, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify. There's a plethora of other platforms out there. And then subscribe to the podcast. Now, subscribing to the podcast is free. Hello. It's part of the Blaze Podcast Network. So, you know, what keeps this program free is uh, our advertisers, which uh, help. And also people who are members and subscribe to Blaze TV, which you can do also and save uh, $30 on a year subscription right now. If you go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y. And I don't know if you have to use the promo code Jeffy, but if you go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy, right there, you scroll down, it shows you the different deals you can get. And the best deal you can get is the $30 off for the year subscription. I don't know how long it's going to last, but... If you go there and it's gone, guess what? You missed it. I know. So you better just go there now to make sure you didn't miss it and get that discount. Okay? So subscribe to Chewing the Fat. And then if you feel the urge, you can become a Blaze TV subscriber and uh, spend a little spend a little bit of that hard-earned money. Or just support our sponsors. I mean, we more voices, not less now. And our sponsors believe in that important i mean you look around the world right now man (laughs) i mean we're hanging on denzel washington one guy (laughs) one guy to say nice things about the police and the military (laughs) one guy from hollywood we want to say nice things so (laughs) we're hanging on more voices not less it's so important really it is holy cow it's so important So you've got the podcast to subscribe to. You might as well subscribe to the YouTube channel. Chewing the Fat. Uh, click the little notification bell when you do that so you know when new videos get uploaded. You might as well follow me on my social media accounts as long as they still exist. You've got Twitter, at JeffyJFR. You've got Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. You've got Jeff Fisher Radio at Parlor if that ever comes back. Who you know? Good luck. God bless with that. And uh, you can always email chewingthefatattheblaze.com if you have any questions, comments, or thoughts that you'd like to share. You can always email chewingthefatattheblaze.com. Speaking of police, did you know that two police officers who were up apart or rushed into the siege on January 6th, have committed suicide. I did not know that either. Really, I saw the headline of, 
uh, a police officer committing suicide yesterday, I think, sometime this week. Um, and it was the second time. Now, they make it seem like it was, you know, he was, you know, he died and he was part of the siege and he was part of the big deal because they, he was the third officer to die after the siege and the, the hateful Trump supporters who stormed the Capitol building. Well, okay. All right. That's, I understand that. But uh, it seems weird, right? I mean, they have one officer who committed suicide within days of the response. And I mean, it's been days since the response of this particular officer uh, committed suicide. Really sad. Really sad. And so, I mean, suicide is seemingly becoming more and more prevalent. <sighs> who knows? what you know is it the pandemic is it obviously he has a job a very tough job i you know police officers difficult job especially these days but uh you know just if you know someone who may or may be struggling that you feel needs help don't be afraid to speak up get them help because for someone who wants to commit suicide, maybe we should get, I should get someone to talk about it, maybe, and, and, and just get a, a better idea of it. But for someone who wants to commit suicide, that's the only way out. There's no, they need help seeing another way out. And you can justify that way out all you want. Uh, because that's what you do to reach that point. And I mean, all of us, I'm guessing I, I, you know, many of us have had suicide touch our lives and it's never a good thing. It's never what I think the suicide person thought it would be. And anyway, just if, if you know someone that needs help, get them help, speak up. Don't, don't think, ah, they'll be fine. Just get them help. Okay, it's uh, it's Fat Pop Friday. We've got to get through some stories here for you that I've been meaning to get to. In Poland, uh, they have a near total abortion ban taking effect, and uh, they are protesting in the streets. I know they're mad. <laughs> they're mad. They are mad. The atmosphere is tense, and people are pissed. Um, you know, women mostly are pissed that uh, it's uh, almost a complete ban on abortions. According to one woman, uh, her banner uh, held up, said, I wanted to have more children. You killed this desire. (laughs) So I wanted to have more children, but since I can't kill babies, uh, you know, I'm not going to have any. Okay, good. Another one uh, said that if they are denied the right to terminate pregnancies in cases of badly deformed fetuses, they would not try to have children at all. I would say, okay, good. So that's the deal. They were letting these women, uh, if they had badly deformed fetuses, they could have an abortion. Yay! And, you know, nobody... Now, now all this is, is a draconian new law that is not letting these women kill their babies. So the only remaining 
legal justification for abortion is if a woman's life or health is at risk or if a pregnancy results from rape or incest. According to this, to date, 98% of all legal abortions in the country, of which, according to this, in 2019, were 1,110, were performed on the grounds of fetal malformations. So, I mean, are this many women having babies that are fetal misformations or I'm sorry malformations I don't know deformed fetuses uh, I, 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 I don't know it seems a little strange it seems it's almost if doctors were saying um, the only way we can give you an abortion is if we say your fetus is malformed so your fetus is malformed I, it sounds like that's happening anyway these people are all wound up because they cannot kill babies. And boy, am I bummed out for them. Not really. Congratulations to uh, Ella Emhoff, the 21-year-old stepdaughter of Vice President Kamala Harris and daughter of Doug Emhoff, of course, the husband of Kamala. She just signed on with IMG Models. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Uh, she's joining the ranks uh, of IMG and it's not really about shape size or gender anymore says the president of IMG models <laughs> she Ella communicates uh, this moment in time and there's a cheekiness and a joy she exudes look I saw her this is Ivan Bart the president of IMG models I saw Ella wearing a sparkly Mew Mew coat at the swearing in of her stepmother and President Biden last week. And I thought, wow, she's communicating fashion. And who doesn't communicate fashion when they're wearing a Mew Mew coat, right? Okay, then. So I'm sure it's just a coincidence that she's the, the daughter of the vice president. I'm sorry, stepdaughter of the vice president. So anyway, congratulations. Congratulations to her and her new deal with uh, IMG Models, uh, Ella Emhoff. Congratulations. Bad news for the White House language interpreter. Uh, apparently, uh, she has ties with the far right. <laughs> I know, right? So, I know. So I know that they were all happy that, uh, you know, American Sign Language, the ASL interpreters, would now be present in all the White House news briefings, and many deaf and hard-of-hearing Americans celebrated this historic first. But, ooh, bad news. The first, the first American Sign Language interpreter uh, chosen was not much change from the previous administration after all. Heather Mushaw, who Jen introduced on Monday as today's interpreter, uh, also appears to manage a group of ASL interpreters who provide sign language accompaniments to right-wing videos. How dare she and they? How dare they? Uh, some of these videos have featured vaccine misinformation, 
conspiracy theories about the 2020 election and the January 6th riots at the Capitol and false claims about Michelle Obama being transgender. (laughs) How dare the American Sign Language interpreters do work for videos that could, you know, put false information out there. I mean, look, they're doing it for free, which I find incredible. I don't know that they're doing it for free for everyone, but she said, uh, Mersau's group, which is originally known as right side ASL had pages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and far right app parlor. Oh my gosh. They had a parlor. Oh my gosh. They were parlaying. (laughs) They changed its name to Hands of Liberty after a previous Facebook page was deleted in November. Oh no. According to this, uh, their Facebook page, Right Side ASL Backup, has been flagged for violating community standards and will be taken down at any time. It's up to Facebook to decide, not us. Uh, Read a post on Hands of Liberty ASL page. Wow, that was all the way back in November. Oh my gosh. And so they're in trouble. So I don't know if you're the wrong, if you are interpreting for the wrong type of videos, you're in big trouble and you won't be able to interpret anymore. Or, I mean, sure, you can interpret. You just won't have videos to interpret for free. (laughs) I know. I know. And one last thing to let you know what horrible... (laughs) sign language interpreter people they are they the group uh also interprets comments made according to this story by right-wing personality candace owens i know so now you know what horrible people these sign language people are oh my gosh oh my gosh i you know what i'm gonna stop talking about them because how dare they how dare they give their time to interpret what other people are saying on screen so people who are hard of hearing or whatever is wrong with them, they need the interpreter. And they also do videos for everyone. Weird. I know. And that cannot, that can't happen. That cannot happen. That has to stop. I mean, we are in trouble, ladies and gentlemen. We are in trouble. Another way we're in trouble? About 18% of renters, roughly 10 million people in the U.S., are behind on their monthly payments as of early January, according to an Urban Institute analysis. Wow, 18% of U.S. renters were behind on payments. And they're talking about lawmakers need to act fast. So, uh, the average delinquent renter is four months behind on payments and owes $5,600. Wow. That is amazing. More than 19% of renters were behind on their payments in 13 states, including California, New York, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Georgia, Illinois, Tennessee, and Louisiana. According to the analysis, in total, delinquent U.S. renters owe about $57 billion to landlords. And it's only going to get better. 
it's only going to get better. So I don't know what I'm telling you this for. If you're a renter and you're behind, you know. You know how hard it is. Especially when, I don't know, you don't have a freaking job because the government shut everything down. And they expect, now they're talking about evictions. Okay. I mean, and the thing that's tough, and I, I don't, okay, so you don't get evicted, but they, they still expect you to owe the money, right? And I get it. You still owe the money. But if in the end, you're four or five months behind and the non-eviction order happens where the landlords can evict you and go through whatever process the particular state has for eviction process, um, you're still out in the cold. Uh, did I say it was only going to get better? Yeah, it's only going to get better. It is. And look, the airlines, <laughs> they're fine. There's a, more companies. They're fine. Uh, American and Southwest Airlines posted record annual losses. Boeing posted its largest annual loss on record. <laughs> That's it, though. Don't worry about it. KLM is cutting more than a thousand jobs. Talking about mandatory COVID nineteen testing will ground planes. Wow, they are uh, they're cutting jobs now, and they're talking about uh, government plans to require all passengers and crew to pass COVID nineteen tests before flying uh, to the Netherlands would ground its long haul flights. And they're talking about doing that here in the United States of America as well. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. You're going to have to have your papers with you. And it's not going to be pretty. But it is only going to get better. So, let's just... (laughs) It is. It's only going to get better. Now, some people, uh, other than myself have questions to what our government is doing for them. There is a TikTok video from a uh, named Punished Wurzel Root at Punished Wurzel Root. And uh, it's called From All American, but the TikTok address is at Punished Wurzel Root. And the video is of a... Uh, a white male uh, asking questions of our government and he has some questions and I wanted you to you know I'm just going to leave you with his questions for the weekend okay hey so I got a little question and I want to preface this by saying I'm a dummy don't have millionaire parents don't have a trust fund I'm not as smart as Joe Biden Mitch McConnell Kamala Harris Marco Rubio go explain why is it that when I pay taxes to the U.S. government, taxes which are supposed to be helping me and my community, which are supposed to be for the betterment of the American citizen, why are we sending it to Egypt, to Pakistan, to Thailand, to Nigeria, huh. $4 billion to Central America? Huh. I thought these people needed help. They live in bad countries. They need charity. Well, I'd donate to charity, <laughs> wouldn't I? Are things really so great in America? We have money to burn. We couldn't yeah. find money for the wall. Can't find money for our crumbling infrastructure. Can't find money for rehab facilities for our opioid crisis. People starving in America every day. Can't find money for the education system. We can't even find $2,000 for people who lost their entire lives to coronavirus. $26 trillion in debt. $120 trillion in unfunded liabilities due to Social Security. You represent Uh. me. You represent my interests. So since I'm so dumb and you're so smart, could you explain how that's in my interest? 
Help me out, big guy, because I don't get it. Uh, just a few questions that he had to ask that seemed to be very relevant questions. <laughs> don't they? Now, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm not supposed to get political. I'm sorry. I apologize. I just had to get those questions asked. So I'll leave you with, you know, it is my birthday today. So we'll do some a couple of birthday jokes just to, just to take you home today. Okay? Uh, whack, whack. <laughs> what sort of birthday cake do ghosts prefer? Ice cream cake. Get it? What goes up and never comes down? Your age. <laughs> oh, why do you put candles on the top of birthday cakes? Because it's too hard to put them on the bottom. Duh. <laughs> and here's another question. You know what? I'll leave you with a question. I know I wasn't going to do it, but I'm going to leave you with a question, okay? Does a pink candle burn longer than a blue one? No. They both burn shorter. <laughs> you know, they, they don't burn longer. They burn shorter. <laughs> oh, what do you always get on your birthday? Another year older. <laughs>